Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! The following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Hello. Wow. I just sound like I've just jumped through your speakers. Welcome back. Gorilla Radio. The Zero Fucks Podcast 2020. 2020. It's good to be back. Renovations for the studio have now been completed. And I've... um, Looks like I've um, got some new hardware. That I'm trying to work around, which is not being, um, it's not being as friendly as I thought actually, but hopefully we'll get there in post. I get to play around with it. Anyway, plenty coming up. Recap of 2019. Was it a good year? Was it a bad year? I've sort of left it this long because there's a whole lot of explanations that I've got to do actually because. Um, I had recorded a previous podcast on uh, a different computer, a different system, and there was a lot actually in it that hmm, I really had to delete. I'll explain shortly, but yeah, there's that. Plus, I'm also going to relaunch a few other things I'm going to do, and we're going to get to that shortly. But I want to start with um, just mentioning a few People, I guess we support. We're not sponsors. They don't sponsor us. But I want to start with um, Soul Intimacy, which you may, if you've heard previous podcasts, I spoke to Alexandra from uh, Soul Intimacy. She's a sex coach. Check her out on uh, Instagram under Soul Intimacy, and uh, you might even just learn a bit. It's very interesting, actually. I also want to do a shout-out to The Duet Show. Um, There's someone I follow on Instagram. Check them out, The Duet Show. They're a really good entertainment show. They get around Sydney, providing you're in Sydney. If you're not in Sydney, it's going to be a bit difficult to see. And, um, yeah, they do do the the best duets for the last 30-plus years. Yeah, it's entertainment. So check it out. Again, on Instagram, The Duet Show. Now, with that, I think we're pretty ready to start. But if we want to talk, do we want to wrap Christmas up? I'm going to tell you my thoughts on it. Just so happens I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. And the new year and, you know, resolutions. Now's the time to get serious, so we're going to talk about that. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody 
Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. The poor stay poor. The rich get rich. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. It's holiday time. No kids around. Well, the kids are around actually. They should be. They're not at school in Sydney. Well, let's just start that again. Of course, I don't do edits. Wouldn't it be just easy to edit? It is holiday season. Kids have been off. I think they go back in a couple of weeks. Um, I originally was going to get this down prior to Christmas. And then the way that Australia's been going, in particular New South Wales and Victoria and parts of Queensland and Western Australia, so a big chunk of it, we've been on fire. We've actually um, been burning up for some period of time and it's I didn't want to get on and hack people out. Because of different things. So coming into Christmas, it was pretty scary for some people in different parts of Australia and, you know, they're going to lose their house. And So it hasn't – it's not a new thing. This happens regularly in Australia. And I'm not going to throw blame at anyone in particular, but the people that really, I guess, we should um, not throw shade at, but just really having to ask for an explanation is the people that fund – the backburning or the preparation for summer, because Australia is, is um, a dry nation in in so many places. Although we're an island, we are a very dry country. People say it's climate change. People pretend it's not climate change. So, so we get this mixture of who's to blame, um, and money's been pulled from a lot of uh, systems that that help people. And backburn. Backburn basically is a burn off. So, in the event that you get idiots that start fires or natural causes that start fires, there's been preparation done. And a lot of this didn't take place. It's not the fireys, it's not anyone to do with that. It's the people that make decisions about funding it. And if you cut funds in doing that, of course you're going to suffer the consequences. This has been going on since September. So, it's not a new thing. What we are very fortunate of is the people that raise money from all around the world. And in particular, one comedian who I was really going to hack out and have a shot at because her whole gig is about uh, reconstructing models' photos in her way and taking the piss out of herself and making herself look like a dickhead. And she's travelling the world showing those pictures and talking about them. I don't think that's comedy, but people jumped on the bandwagon. And I guess to me it was a bit like um, jackass. You know, how many times do you see guys get kicked in the balls till you go, yeah, got kicked in the balls. We know it hurts. It's pretty stupid. I feel that that's the same. Now, the woman's name is Celeste Barber. Now, for everything that I would have said about her, I'm going to retract automatically and the reasons why. It's because this woman went to her Instagram. She has, I don't even know how many followers, a crazy amount of followers. And um, women and men from all around the world that really dig what she does. And, and kudos to her because 
she um, she puts herself in some stupid situations. I don't have a problem with it personally. I think it's amusing, but it's like, don't call yourself a comedian if you actually don't write comedy. I think she's got good representation. She's got 6.8 million followers around the world. That's not bad for a, uh, a woman who, you know, come in the back door through acting and, and really just took the piss out of herself. And, and check her out on Instagram under the name Celeste Barber. You'll see exactly what she does. And I guess I can't question it because I like people being real and being honest. So that's what she does. Now, what she's done up and above is that she went to her Instagram followers and said, you know, her, she's actually had her family members, her in-laws in living in a situation where they didn't know if the house was going to get burnt down or not. And her husband was, you know, they were on the Gold Coast. Well, let's work out geographically-wise. They're a good, I don't know, 20 hours travel time via vehicle, so they're not close. And his parents, obviously, he's worried about his parents and... So they were, they were living vicariously through what the fuck is going to happen next and she opened up um, this to uh, her followers on Instagram and said, you know, hey, we need help and if anyone can donate something. Now, I happened to be watching, I think, she was looking at raising $5,000. Five jumped up to 10. She went, yep, as soon as she got five, she said, we're going to go to 10. And it's not greed, it's the fact that someone has to do it because the government clearly isn't in the same mindset as what she was. Five, ten thousand, fifteen. She goes, Yep, I got to fifty. And she goes, Yep, we're gonna go for a hundred. Now, she's got six point eight million people that follow her, right? She's now raised over fifty five million dollars just by appealing to people via Instagram. So for everything I was going to say about her comedy and call yourself a comedian, I think as a person, outside of that, she's really done really well. So kudos to her. I can't put shit on her. Not that I want to, but I do want to say what a remarkable job she's done. She's got a great following. So this is one of the reasons I had to reorganise the podcast because it was literally me, not ragging her out, but saying... You know, one of my things for the year was, hey, how about you get some new fucking material? And uh, I've retracted that very quickly because I realised what an amazing, amazing thing that she's done. It's unfortunate the government don't think the same way she has done and they um, sit on their, their purse strings like, oh, we haven't got this much money and... and the actual Prime Minister of Australia's made a cock up with this. He fucked off to Hawaii in a pre-organised um, holiday while his country was burning and it's just not a good look and it's not the Australian way. And previous Prime Ministers have actually proven that you just come to the party. You don't... He, 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 he made such a dick of it and then he tried to befriend people that are losing fucking houses and losing their livelihood. And he just doesn't have the common man thread. He just can't relate to the common people of, of Australia. And, and that's, you want to stay in government, that's what you've got to do. You know, we, we don't, Australia doesn't want big heads. Australia doesn't want, you know, leaders with orange faces and fake hair and talk absolute 
fake news. Australia wants leaders. Um, we've had leaders in the past that stand on their dig and say what they feel, you know, and, and, and believe in their people. And unfortunately, we just haven't haven't seen that. So, again, I'm not jumping on people. Um, it's not about ragging uh, people out, but it's a country's burning. Hopefully now we've had some reprieve, we've had rain, or rain, more rains on the way, which is good. And that um, uh, a woman who is just a comedian, who just sees herself as common folk, stood up and went, yeah, okay, I can make a stand for this. 52, 55 million, 55 million dollars, that's incredible. And then she got the naysayers and the haters that said, you should do this with it and you should do that. And, I, you know, this woman's never been involved in doing anything before. She's doing it off her own back, trying to make a difference and then... Everyone's got a fucking opinion and everyone says you should do this. And it's just, anyway, regardless of that, I think she's done well and kudos to her. That's not to say that she shouldn't get some new material because quite clearly I think she should. But um, that's just my opinion. So anyway, that's that was what's been going on. For since September through to January, our country's been burning and it's, Man, there's, there's a lot of graphics all over the internet. I don't know which ones are factual. I don't know which ones are... But according to, um, you know, what, what's been going on out in the in the world, um, it's probably the biggest fire that's taken place in the last 10 years. And they'll give it a name. I don't know what they refer to it as. But, um, yeah, it's been pretty horrific. And, um, yeah... So let's hope that we get some reprieve and and um, things are going to change. So that was that. That's been going on. Um, what else has been happening? Christmas time. So here's my thoughts on Christmas. This is quite interesting. I found a um, I found a clip that I wanted to play, but unfortunately, it just didn't send the message that I wanted. And it's quite funny because it's. Um, it was a Barry White sort of Christmas thing, but it was fucking miserable. It was all about someone leaving him, and because I just think Barry White's like the sexy motherfucker of the planet. When I say sexy motherfucker, I mean post. He was previously was, but um, yeah, this is. As the world turns from day to day, as we live, we have to. We have to make decisions. And when we make those decisions, things don't always turn out the way we'd like them to or the way we want them to. No matter what we feel or what seems real, things change. So I think you understand. Starts off pretty good. Sounds like, yeah, we're getting sexy and because he's is cool. But then it turns to this. We had our run. Good times. Sad times. The fun times. The bad times. We should always remember that. 
we started as friends and there's no reason why we shouldn't end as friends so whatever we had Christmasy. This is Barry White. Merry Christmas. It's like, uh, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. I'm going to tear your heart apart. So, that got the arse. Well, what I will tell you is, and this is in my um, ideas book for Christmas 2020. So, get ready for this one. I've got the whole heap of things because I think. There's a whole lot of emphasis that's put on the Christmas and what i found now is it's just one day. One day and then the whole pressure of everything, putting on, making sure everyone's got gifts, making sure everyone's got something to eat, something to drink. There's this big pressure. And then um, the minute it's over with, it's like clean up, fuck off, go away. Yep, thanks for coming. Thanks, hope you had a good Christmas. See you later, piss off. And, they, and it's just... To me, personally, I find that it's almost an insult to your family and their intelligence because it's just like, well, we've got to do it. We feel obligated. So we don't feel obligated. So these are KMAX planning for 2020, just for some things to think about. Firstly, this was given to me by a friend that I worked with by the name of, I'm going to say his name, Kevin Bevan, good bloke. Very amusing, other than he's an Arsenal supporter. Can't help bad luck. But he used to do this every Christmas when I worked with him and he'd talk about this song. And I, I give you this song just to sing. You don't need, you can sing it yourself. But whoever you sing it in front of, it will get stuck in their head forever. It's the perfect earworms and absolutely guaranteed that even if this person doesn't think about Christmas, doesn't like Christmas, they'll get in the Christmas spirit because it just sticks in your head. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing, a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell's chime and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air I could go on. I won't. I won't subject you to that. But I guarantee you it will stick in your ears to whoever you're talking to, whoever, and they will catch themselves singing without realising. He used to do it. Kevin Bevan used to do this to me all the time. And he'd say, you know, I'd say, fuck off. It's not going to work. I'm not interested. Okay. Yep, fair enough. And he'd just be creep up behind you and wouldn't be singing it directly to you but just have it in the background just enough to annoy you yeah so if you if you know Kevin he's in Brisbane these days if you just do me a favour if you know him just don't even say you heard this just walk up behind him and start singing it because he'll click straight away it is the most annoying fucking thing and um, 
I guess some. That's a good thing about Christmas. You get to annoy people. That's in my world. I like that. Okay. The other bits of advice I'm going to give you for Christmas. Um, I, had, I, had, I actually wrote this down because it was... Okay. Gratitude. That's the f- most important thing. No matter who goes to the trouble of setting Christmas up, even if you didn't like it, even if it wasn't a good time, tell the person who did it and, and, and thank them and say, that was incredible, thank you very much. I can't believe how, how much trouble you went to, whatever it is. Because it is such a hard thing to make everybody happy and just by just the small things you put into people and just remind them of that, it will change everything. And they'll go, oh, we had a good Christmas. Did you really enjoy yourself? And you, oh, yeah, look, I thank you for all the trouble you went to. It was crazy. It was, yes, it was amazing. And even if it's not true, the fact is you're going to make someone feel good. And that's what it's about. It's not about all the other crap that, you know, commercial society things that go on it's and if it's look it's a religious thing i'm an atheist i don't but i celebrate it and i you know hopefully i do the right thing by the people that matter so that's my advice when it comes to that gratitude's the first thing now second thing is no matter what's given to you um as a present thankful thank you so much oh that's the greatest thing just again gratitude just say thank you even if it's shit because the thing is Come, I don't know, the new year, whack it on Facebook, Marketplace, sell it. Who gives a shit? You want the cash? No, that, or if you're game enough to take it back to the store without a docket, kudos to you. But you'll actually find that you can get some good good sales on Marketplace, Facebook Marketplace. And, um, yeah, you know. Or alternatively, if you're smart, what you'll do is hang on to it for the next 12 months and then re-gift it. That's the real revenge for getting a shit present is give it back to the people that actually gave it to you in the first place. Like, you're just nailing it. That's How good is that? And they go, oh, that's fantastic. And you go, oh, do you like that? They go, oh, that's great. You think, yeah, you don't fucking like it because I didn't fucking like it. But guess what? I'm not stuck with it anymore. You are. So that's my advice. Bit of gratitude. Tell people, even if it was... Even if the roast was overcooked, if you had roast, even if the prawns that you had in seafood were a bit shit, just tell them how good they are because people go to a lot of effort for no reward because that's a reality, you know, particularly mums, you know, maternal mums that are doing it or, you know, I always find it's women. I don't know a lot of men that go out of their way to go, oh, I cooked that ham, it took me, you know, fuck off, who cares? But for women, they really put in... Um, what else have I got on Christmas? I guess it's, a, you know, just showing the love. Um, it's the one day where the family can sort of get together and bond. It's also the one day that families get together and fight. But hopefully, you know, depending on, um, you know, how close-knit your family is, it's just a, it's a good day. My family's not that close-knit and my grandparents all passed away now. And they were the, they, my grandparents were the, the hat, the pe- the 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 pleasers. My grandmother went out of her way to make sure that everyone got something and everyone was equal. And 
And and when your grandparents pass away and your kids get too old, it's sort of they can lose a bit of a um, uh, a bit of karma. Not karma. Lose a bit of a, a bit of the gold that it used to be when you're a kid. You know, growing up, it was awesome. Um, what happens after that? Yeah, Boxing Day in Australia, the the cricket test starts, and that's important. Um. And then it's really, now it just goes back to normality. It used to be a time in Australia where everything closed down. And I, and I say that it happened around the world in a lot of places. Maybe it still does. But literally now, Christmas Day becomes a public holiday. Boxing Day is too, but all the stores are open and that's when the sales start. And it's all the shit they couldn't get rid of before Christmas. It was overpriced. It's now knocked off by 25%. And they stick it on the racks to go, well, this is last year's stock. And we're going to be buying new stock in next month. So, um, yeah, you might have bought it for someone, you know, last year for $100. It's now uh, $75 to $50, dollars $50 to $75, who knows? And, um, you know, and big ticket items too, you know, you be spending thousands and all of a sudden it drops. So that's Christmas. It's, that's it. It's literally one day. One day to see anything. For me, what I do, I buy online and I send gifts online. And particularly for my parents and stuff, I send books because that's their thing. And I buy them a book that I think that they'll read that are quite a possibility I'll end up with anyway. So it's a bit of a win-win. It's not being selfish. It's being smart. There's a difference. Uh, what else have I got about Christmas, Boxing Day sales, things closing down, hanging out with family members you don't want to. Yeah, I think that's really about it. And then we talk about the new year, which everyone wants to get into in a minute. My darling, the stars, they shine for you. My darling, the birds. Do it for you. My darling, my heart skips a beat whenever I think of you. And under this moonlit sky, I pray and dream that I will be the one, will be the one that you bend. Over and bang, good and hard, from behind. Have me on all fours, howling at the sky. I'll give your cock a good long suck, then you'll give me a good hard fuck. Squeeze my tits all big and bouncy, then spunk all over my body. I want to be your butt-hot greasy slut, greasy slut. Begging for more, for I can't get enough, can't get enough. When I leave your tool, you stop warm and soggy. I won't stop then. Oh, no, no, no. I'll become your little leg humping doggy. Let me be your dirty fucking whore. What's unusual, um, Christmas Carol? Anyway, I just thought I'd wrap it up with a Christmas sounding song. I don't know if that's too Christmassy. It probably wasn't what I thought it was. So, 
2020, goal setting. Everyone's talking about 2020. I think because it's a new decade, it gives people a reason to go, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this. Yep. I'm going to uh, give away smoking, which is a good thing. I think I'm nine years now, reform smoker, which is good. Stupidest thing I've ever done. So if anyone's out there smoking and thinking about it, give it away. It's fucking ridiculous. And in particular in Australia. Smoking cigarettes has... I mean, you need to get a second job just to pay for it. It's fucking ridiculous, the cost of cigarettes. I don't even... Again, it was the dumbest thing I ever did, so I did it for a long period of time too, funny enough. Um, so for me, I guess it, I can only refer to me. What am I going to do in the new year? Well, I'm going to work on me, me dad's bod. I decided I'm going to do some fine-tuning and... Uh, and get into some better exercise and, and diet. My diet's not too bad, actually, but um, I need to get back in the gym and and uh, work a bit harder. So that's that's something else. Um, I'm not going to suffer from social media rage. This is something I'm quite serious about. And I say rage in a tongue-in-cheek because I don't really get angry. But social media is a real feeder for me as to content because it's just amazing how fucking stupid some people are. Um, and I've got a friend in Melbourne. Um, she's got an unusual name, Hell's Bells. I think her friends call her Belly because she's got a big gut. I don't know. I don't know. This is what I heard. And she's, she's English and I think she's a big drinker, so it's, that's probably part of it. But, um, yeah, Belly. Anyway, unusual nickname, stupid nickname really, isn't it? And uh, she points out to me, though, she makes actually makes some good reasoning or common sense, and she points out and says, don't be affected by it because the likes of Instagram aren't real. It's just fake, and I agree with her. But I get triggered by things. I guess that people that portray the perfect lifestyle they probably aren't actually living the perfect lifestyle, but they portray that they are. And um, I guess I'm not jealous. Maybe envious is a good way because they're actually making a living out of it. Like they're pretending to be these people and making coin and, and um, you know, this whole influence thing. Again, I don't – I probably – I wouldn't definitely not make a good influencer. Social commentator – uh, men on the street, there's like I call myself a social voyeur because I watch shit and I watch people. And I'm a people watcher. But I um, I don't get bogged down in um, shit or talking shit. Oh, maybe, maybe this is talking shit. But I don't portray anything that's not me. This is it. This is who I am. This is what I say. What we've got is these people, that are, their influencers, or see themselves... And they're just getting used up. That's the reality. They're going to get used up. They're going to get thrown away. Now, my point that my friend Belly says, unusual name, um, she points out that it's not real. Why do you get triggered? It's, and, I, and I agree with her. It's fake. But it's a really good platform for advertising. Um, yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about money, I mean, I could get, let's go talk about one in particular. I won't mention a name. Okay, it was quite funny because I was sort of editing the show you this, but 
um, there's a woman in the US who is um, middle-aged mum, I guess, um, and, you know, she gets the kids off the school and that's her thing, away they go. And then um, when she comes home, she gets naked. Now, she's had her boobs augmented to be... She had them done to be big and then she had them done to be massive augmented breasts. Like, I mean, big as your head, each one of them. And I'm not sure sort of... I don't know the size of them, but each one is literally bigger than my head. So let's just say ginormous. And this is the sort of shit that gets posted. It doesn't trigger me, but just interests me, how people think. Hi everyone, I wanted to make a special video. I was thinking about everyone on Twitter and how amazing you guys are and how you have made my time being on social media incredibly amazing and wonderful and fun. And I come on and I always have this enormous smile on my face. I say that I'm blessed. I don't know what it is. All I know is that even as an individual, knowing that I love myself, I still don't feel worthy of the affection and the genuineness that you guys have shown me. I am more often than not left incredibly speechless and just in awe of just how you guys are. And not to me, but to other people. So I, I was thinking about it and just how I call you guys my family and we're more than that. So I wanted to make this special video because we are a tribe. I love that word and I will be using that for now on. I love the word tribe because it means together. It means that we're strong. It means that when we're one, we are stronger than any force, that nothing can penetrate the bond that we have. I never in a million years, I'd tell you, I never thought that on Twitter, where I post a lot of nudity, that I could feel like I'm a part of a tribe, but we are. I thank each and every one of you I am incredibly humbled and appreciative and God knows what else. I wish I had the words to say it because I just am speechless. Thank you. Thank you for being, you know, for allowing me to be part of this tribe. And I love you guys so much. Have a blessed day. And yes, <laughs> bye. Okay, so... At least she's got the guts to say thank you. I'm not going to name her and shame her. Many people will see her on there. But she talks about a tribe because these people in the tribe are, are um, adding to her bank account. She makes approximately around $300,000, which obviously can afford her surgery to have a tits done like that, but also that she gets them out. A little part at the end which she goes, oh, and of course she gets her boobs out. She um, has appealed to everyone and says, you know, how thankful she is and how good it is and and that's okay. I don't have any issue with that. Kudos to her for at least saying thank you. But she runs the, the gauntlet of what are you trying to 
really say when you're posting things like, yeah, that's what I'm doing and I'm really appreciative. And then the next day she's posting a picture of a fucking husband all sucking his dick. I can't get my head around. It doesn't trigger me anymore because it's 2020. But I find that it's something interesting to sort of natter about because it it just puts things in perspective. You sort of go, well, this is the way the world is. Now, the balance I'm trying to understand is the, the likes of the Me Too movement where we've really seen uh, people go ahead and be accountable for things that they do. And on the other hand, you've got a lot of women that are making money out of camming and, and, and being regular mums. I don't criticise that's what they're doing. Each to their own. Knock yourself out. What I'm looking at is that we've got such a high, like a high, not high risk or high functioning. Like you've, society is just on the brink. It's like it's everything's flat out and fast. And it's, yeah, there's nudity. And yeah, you can't say that to women. And you can't be complimentary. And saying things like that in the workplace will get you into trouble. So you can't say that. But then on the other hand, um, the, the, the internet and, and even, I guess, cabling and streaming TV, it's, there's a sexuality com- component to all of this. So these are the things I'm just pointing out that are, are really high pressure that I'm going to avoid, that I'm not going to be triggered, as, as my friend Belly says. Um, I guess there's another one that triggers is a, a young girl who's 23. She's quite obese. I'm not going to call her out. She calls herself healthy and, um, and she acts and thinks like she's a model. She's done talks all over Australia and New Zealand, which, and, and it's body positive. Now, that I'm on board with, right? Good luck to her. And, and promoting girls to be body positive rather than have eating disorders is huge. I think that's fantastic. But there's this fake lifestyle where she's saying, I eat this, I take this, I do this, I do that. And the reality is that she's not living that lifestyle because it's all fake. So, as my friend Belly says, just I'm not going to contribute to the age of outrage. I'm going to stand away from it. So that's that's my aim. Dad bod work, just get back into the exercise, eating properly, and just eating at the right times, I guess. Um, not being triggered by shit that goes on. And I'm really going to put some extra work in on the podcast, particularly this, Zero Fucks. And I've got some uh, new guests lined up and different hosts that are going to come on and, and um, join me and, and have a chat with me, um, not just in Australia, but hopefully around the world. People that listen, people that I share things with, you know, people on social media that I, you know, on Twitter that I communicate with, or like that. That's the sort of mentality we're going for. So that's part of. Um, what we're looking at to do in 2020. Um, I've got a couple lined up. I've got a couple of people that sort of let me down last year and um, planning just probably didn't go in the right place. And that was a tough part because it's always hard to plan, um, particularly when it gets to the end of the year and everyone else has got other things on. So that, that didn't go to plan. That is going to happen this year. So I've got some really interesting stories to tell you actually, one in particular which you will... Um, Rip your heart out a little bit, but it'll actually make you realise that the world's not a bad place. So they're the, the, the podcast. Obviously, Zero Fucks podcast is, is my main one that I do. Um, the other one is 
that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm going to focus on more and, and tell other people's stories because other people have got stories to tell. And the byline in mine is, that's what I'm talking about, is everyone's got a story to tell. And there's actually a radio station just north of Sydney that has been promoting on Instagram, I think, to saying, hey, if you've got a story to tell, ring this number. And it happens to be someone that I follow. It might be Twitter, actually. Someone I follow on Twitter and they follow me. And they're a producer for one of the radio stations. So it's, hey, it's if they're going to jump on and they're going to get people to tell their story, that's good. I'm struggling to get people to commit. They say yes in theory and then maybe when it comes down to it, there's a few things that sort of get in the way. And that's okay because there's a, there's a point of how personal do you want to get? I understand that. So we're going to do that. The other one we're going to focus on also is Podcast Blast. And that, I guess, really comes about because I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, I, um, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, actually. And um, why do I think I've had a failure here? No, I haven't at all. And I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and then I share it or I talk to friends and I go, and they go oh, I, don't I don't even know what a podcast is. And they sort of offend me in some ways because I think, fuck me, I've been doing this for 12 months now. You know, I, I'm, you don't have to listen, but let me tell you, there's a lot more other podcasts out there other than mine that you'll actually find really interesting. So give it a chance. What I'm going to do, I'm going to promote a couple. It's only going to be a short 15, 20-minute thing, but I certainly talk about And the one that I wanted to promote, funny enough, actually did their last episode just prior to Christmas, but all their previous episodes, they've been going for five and a half years, all their previous episodes will still be up there and you'll still be able to download it, so... I'll, um, I'll mention that. That should come about probably in a week's time towards the end of the month and um, that way we can uh, have a chat and sort of and get some feedback because, you know, from the podcasting community, it's a really good platform for people to, to talk about things and there's some really good interesting things, not just the crime uh, podcast that a lot of women listen to but there's a lot of, lot of things. So that's going to come about too. Now, the only other thing I really want to finish off with was things to avoid in 2020. I actually want to point out too, Keith Richards is still alive. We lost a lot of good people in 2019, but Keith Richards has outlived them all. So ones that sort of stick out for me was Doris Day, who was a um, a, a movie actress in the day back in the way before my time in the 50s and 60s, and she just had this beautiful, clean girl type living about her. Um, another two that stick out, particularly male actors, is uh, Rucker Hauer and Danny Aiello. If you've ever seen Blade Runner, the original, then you would have seen Rucker Hauer because he's the ultimate bad guy and everyone knows who he is and he takes that role. There's a good heel turn in it. I'm not spoiling it. Go and check it out if you haven't seen it. But he is an ultimate bad guy in that and he's, and he's good. Danielle Yellow is a favourite of mine because amongst being in video clips for Madonna, he's also uh, been an actor in his own right for, you know, 30, well, probably 40 years and actually probably closer to 50 years. Great actor. One of my favourite movies of all time is Hudson Hawk and he was in it with um, Bruce Willis and the two of them just bounce off each other and I think a lot of it would have been ad-lib because it was just that good. So, yeah, they passed away, which is sad, but, you know, everyone does. The other one that was sad was the lead singer of Roxette, 
Marie Fredrickson, who um, you don't have to be lived in the 90s to know of Roxette. They had some great songs. And uh, if you've ever seen the movie, um, uh, the Julia Roberts movie, where she's a prostitute, Pretty Woman, one of the tracks from that is a Roxette track, so everyone would have heard it at some stage. 61, bit young, but... um. Unfortunately, it comes down to, you know, no one lives forever. There's been some horrible deaths, uh, some young people taking their lives, and I don't really want to focus on that, but it's, you know, it happens all the time and suicide is a is a very serious thing. So let's hope that we don't get the same numbers of these young people that are killing themselves in this, you know, 2020. That's the, That's the negative side. What you should avoid in 2020? Well, let's start with angry old white men. I think I think of three that would trigger most people. Prime Minister of Australia, the Prime Minister of England and the President of America. They're currently dicks. They're not acting like intelligent men. They're not selling themselves or the country that they represent well. They're so ego-driven and egocentric, it's fucking crazy. And then I'm just, enough's enough. So just avoid them. Um, the second, funny enough, is angry old white women. And look, I'm cool with you, let your hair go grey. I think it's a good thing now. Go grey, go naturally, I don't mind. But don't become man-haters and form a group because you've been in a bad marriage. Or that you think that you've been treated poorly. Because there's plenty of women that are in good marriages and they treat their husbands like equals and the husband treats them like equals. I'm all for equality, 100%. Right? I grew up with a single mum. I understand what, it go, what they go through and I understand how tough life is. So I'm all about equality. But let's not turn the tables to become this all men are fucking pigs because they're not. That's just purely not true. So... Um, please avoid old women because, you know, you're smart, you're intelligent, use it for good, don't use it for bad. Don't. It's not the race that is in the world is not us and them. It's not men versus women. It's these two. And whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, you know, transsexual, whatever you are, the world is made up of, of two main sexes and, and then people. Just be fucking kind to each other, man. It's not hard. It's, you know, don't... There doesn't have to be... There doesn't always have to be an enemy. You know, it's, we, we, we set set these standards where we want to have, you know, this team over there versus that team and business does it too and they're the enemy and stuff like that. And if you've been around in business long enough, you'll end up finding out that what you think is the enemy come to work for the company that you work for and you think, fuck, six months ago... I was telling everyone he was the worst person in the world and now he's my boss. Like that's how the world is cyclical. We don't want to be standing on either side of the fence. Stand on the same side and look back at these idiots and go, you fucking idiots. You know, you need to grow up. Um, you know, for, when I talk about women hating men, I don't, I don't think they all hate men, but, you know, communicate with your partner. If, if, you, if you want to stand on the fence and yell at your fucking husband or whatever... Or, or yell out and sound the men are bad, bad at you know anything. Are, have you really communicated well? Because the reality is, 
Communication is lubrication. If we talk, everything gets easier. And women are smart. But, you know, let's, men are fucking animals. I keep saying this all the time. We're savages, right? Women know how to manipulate men. It's been going on for centuries. It's not new. But if you stand and yell on a box at men, men don't respond well to it. You talk to them like they're equals. Like men should talk to women like they're equals. Then everything gets a lot easier. So they're the things to avoid. Avoid confrontation between old white men and old white women because maybe they're not going to change, but maybe you can sort of look forward to the younger generation and go, you know, just fucking stop it. Just fucking stop. Enough. That's it. Enough now. It's over. Let it go. Um, and the other thing is to stop being offended by everything and just laugh at some stuff, you know, like... For instance, I, I'm a big believer in this too. So this is going to sound quite ironic because if you've listened to the previous podcast, I take the piss out of different races and different things all the time. And that's okay, right? It's not racism. Racism is about hatred. And racism is about thinking that your race is better than others. That's what racism is. If you've got the mentality that you believe that your race is better than another race, that's what racism is. I don't think that. I think we're all different colours um, and from different mentalities and grown up in different worlds. That's what the world is for me, right? If I meet someone that talks a bit different and I take the piss, that's just life because you know what? When I talk to people from overseas or around the world or whatever and, and they go, what? What did he say? Because maybe I don't pronounce words correctly because I've got an Australian twang. Told you before, I've said this previously. I used to be embarrassed about it. I actually embrace it now because that's how I grew up and that's like my my father's favourite word, like one word, here you go. Like it, he literally turns several words into one, here you go. He's saying, how are you going? But that's the Australian twang. Now, take that to some other country and say it and they're going to be taking the piss. <laughs> so if you see an Indian man or a woman, and they're talking funny, and I literally have to say, well, sorry, I didn't, sorry, can you slow down? I didn't hear what you said. It's not offensive. It's it's not aimed to be. If I'm talking to my friends and I go, this Indian guy, and I do an Indian accent, it's not a reason to be fucking outraged. It's not a reason to be then spruiking off around the world. He did an, an, an Indian accent, or he did blackface back in 1964. Fuck off. Don't be offended about shit that's happened in the past. A lot more has gone on worse in the past. I saw a movie that was remade where a man backhands a woman. And I'm thinking, fuck me. You know, I grew up thinking you never lift your hand to a woman. And they made movies in the 50s and 60s, but that was standard. You know what? I don't rant and rave. I don't say it's got to be taken off the shelves. That was a different time. And things are moving forward and we're progressing. But we've progressed to the point where we just want to be fucking angry about everything. Don't be angry. There's plenty of things in this world that are not going to go the way you want it to. That's just how the world operates. But you've got to understand that progression doesn't mean tightening everything down. You can't say this, you can't say that. Like The latest one is the F word. When I grew up, the F word was fuck. You couldn't say fuck. And now fuck is just so highly you know, understood. The F word now is fag. You can't say fag. And, of course, fag meaning homosexual. Now, I wouldn't say directly to a homosexual man, and I've got friends that are homosexual, I wouldn't say, hey, go and fag. That's not what it is. 
But in a conversation that took place back in the 90s where a comedian used the word fag and he goes, this is a little faggot. Oh, you know, that's, that's in the words of an, a, a Dire Straits song where he's not necessarily talking about homosexuals, he's talking about someone that he calls a faggot. Right? He's not referring to... They're now trying to cut it out of songs. They're trying to cut it out of comedy. Like, fuck's sake, it just happened. You know, World War, people got killed and slaughtered. But we move on because the world moves on. And I really think it's important that we just do that. For instance, here's something that's not racist. I don't understand. If anyone from the subcontinent can tell me, Indians, Pakistanis particular, what the fuck is a head wobble when you talk? I don't understand it. It's not offensive. It's not racist. I don't do it. I remember a television show that I saw that was from way back in the 70s um, from England called Mind Your Language. And I wasn't around at the time that it was on TV, but I've caught up in episodes. And it was literally an Englishman teaching everyone in this class that was all from different nationalities English and the little isms that they would say. And it was a piss take, but it was funny and it was amusing. But they had the head wobble and I never understood what the head wobble is. So if anyone can tell me, please, kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. Explain to me what the head wobble is because I don't understand it. It's not racist. I don't know. That's what it is. Um, yeah, things to avoid. Just, just calm the fuck down. Just seriously, take a fucking chill pill and just go, you know what, life's hard enough as it is. I don't need to be fucking outraged at everything that goes on. And put in perspective that, of everyone that we've lost and everyone that's passed away in the last 12 months, Keith Richards is still alive. Do you think he's going to fucking die of stress? Never. Do you think he gets upset by shit? Never. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. I um, also want to remind people that were around, that 20 years ago we had just come through the biggest scare mongering that went on about 1999 turning into 2000 and the Y2K bug and it's going to fuck the world. And it never happened. But, geez, it put some fucking upset people. Like, it really rocked the boat in so many ways. I was never a doomsday prepper. I didn't believe that computers were going to be ruined. I just went with, yeah, I'm pretty sure these guys prepared for shit like that. Maybe they're not telling us. Maybe they're a bit worried. Who knows? But, again... The scare tactics that went on 20 years ago for something that never arrived and that's where we're at today, 20 years later and the heightened of um, the, the age of outrage, we still get frightened by stuff. And the fact is we don't need to, you know. We need to just enjoy life. I'm sounding quite philosophical because... It's just a year of reflection. 2019 wasn't the best year for me in so many ways. But in others, I sought clarity. And uh, it's that moment of clarity that alcoholics talk about. I'm far from an alcoholic. But it's that moment of clarity when you sort of go, this is what I need to do, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for, and let's move forward. So I'm going to be back in about a week's time. I'm going to have... Uh, some interesting people to talk to this year in 2020. This is basically the sign-out for, I guess, really, for 2019, although it's in 2020. Everything that we've done, everything we spoke about over that time, 
both with Neil and, and without. I miss Neil. Neil's a good a good egg to bounce off. Um, but he's got other things that are going on in his life too and I fully appreciate that. So maybe we might get him back in, hopefully. Um, this year I've got other people that I'm going to communicate with and other podcasts and I'll publicise them and I'll go. So again... Thanks for listening. I hope that I provided some sort of entertainment at some stage. Um, I don't want to be judgmental or get up people about anything in particular. I just want, other than my friend Belly, with the big guts from England, where she pointed out clearly to me that uh, just let it go. Uh, there's a phrase that I I, uh, I I stole from TV show Letterkenny. If you haven't seen it, find, just find it because it's fucking great. But the terminology they use, not my pig, not my farm, you know. So, um, yeah, let's not make it more drama. I wish you all a great 2020. Now's the time to do your resolutions. It was all right to talk about on the first week and it's all piss talk because we're all on a high from holidays. But now's the time to solidify them and write them down. Okay, this is what I want to do in 2020. Write some goals. Just write it down on a bit of paper. And uh, I don't want to get in all the business shit of um, failing to plan is planning to fail, but it's true. I've got all the business cliches up under um, um, that I've learned over the years. And, yeah, there's some truth to some of them, but the reality is if you really want to achieve something, you've got to write it down and you've got to stick to it. I wish you all a fantastic 2020. I'll be back in a week's time. Hopefully, again, we get some more listeners. If you're interested, if you like this, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Write a review, whatever you want to do. But I um, I look forward to listening or hearing from you guys in the future. Um, and also the thing, I guess, don't forget you can contact me at any stage, kmac at gorillaradio.com.au. Gorilla spelt like you see it on the on the podcast. Uh, you can follow me at Gorilla underscore KMac on Twitter, Gorilla Radio on Instagram, and oh, on Facebook. Yeah, Gorilla Radio Australia. I think it is on Facebook. Gorilla Radio Australia. Also, don't forget uh, the friends that I support: Soul Intimacy. Uh, Alexandra, the sex coach, who's featured on one of our podcasts, and also the duet show, which um, I will be seeing at some stage this year because it looks fantastic in everything I've seen. So, um, yeah, they, they check them both out on Instagram. I've also got another one coming up that I'll mention in the next podcast about a, uh, a Michael Bublé show that's going to be in Brisbane. Um, I'll tell you exactly where you can check that out. It's on Instagram also. And uh, I think it's going to be in February. I think I know this pretty savvy. And yeah, it's going to be the Redcliffe Entertainment Centre on the 4th of February 2020. Um, yeah, apparently it's called the best of bublade.com.au. Check that out. Because it, it looks fantastic. I'm not going to be in Brisbane at that stage. I'd like to, but I'm not. So um, anyway, feel free to check that out. Also, you can see it on, if you look at, at Tributes show in, Shows In on uh, Instagram. 
I'll, I'll list them on, on, the, on the podcast notes anyway. So um, with that, I hope everyone learns to chill and just have a great 2020 and enjoy. Slow down, lie down, remember it's just you and me. Don't sell out, bow out, remember how this used to be. I just want you closer, is that all right, baby? Let's get closer tonight Grab my last request and just let me hold you Don't shrug your shoulders Lay down beside me Sure I can accept that we're going nowhere But one last time let's go Let's go. 